Welcome everyone to the third Partner in Action webinar. The foundation of this webinar is based on the communication model Predator Prayer Partner, which is a body of work developed by my sister, Pat Kirkland. If you want to know more about the body of work of the Predator Prey Partner model, or if you want to know more about Pat or her work, you can visit patkirklandleadership.com. It looks like we have folks calling in from all over, so I'd like to say an official good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. I'm currently on the west coast of the United States enjoying gorgeous weather of 32 degrees minimum every day. Today's call is going to be semi-interactive discussion and coaching. We'll be looking at the communication challenges that were submitted for your voting, and it's going to be a combination of laser discussion and spot coaching on behaviors and mindset that were discussed in any of the Predator Prey Partner programs you may have attended, whether it was a keynote, a workshop, or an intensive training. Whether you submitted a challenge or not, you are welcome to participate in the discussion and volunteer to be coached. You may be doing some writing during the call, so grab a piece of paper and have a pen. Make sure you're not driving a vehicle. Stories, challenges, questions, comments. You can ask a question or make a comment by raising your hand via the participation icon or use the chat box. Both are located in the bottom toolbar. Reminder to be concise. I call that the four sentence rule. And we've got over, we're close to 50 people calling in today. So it may take a few minutes to respond. And a few of you may have gotten an invitation to attend this webinar and you might not have attended one of my workshops or trainings. I'm delighted you're joining. Keep in mind that because you don't have that foundation of the training or workshop, it's possible that not everything is going to make perfect sense. So I have a request, and I say this in all of my trainings. You don't have to like what I say. You don't have to agree with it. Just stay open to it. Open over the coming weeks. Practice the behaviors. Practice the mindset. And then just start to notice what begins to change, either in your attitude or in the relationships that you're engaged in. So I want to give a short overview of, or a review for some of you of the main concepts. And that's the model of the icon predator-prey partner. So as a reminder, the partner, as you know, this is where la vie est belle, all is good. Everyone's showing respect for each other. I'm holding high respect for me, high respect for the person I'm interacting with. The problem is under pressure, stress, perceived threat, crisis, or simply if we're hungry, angry, lonely, or tired, we could go to one of our defaults. The predator, she tends to hold too much respect for herself, not enough for others. It may not be her intention. She may not realize it, though that's how she's being perceived by others. And that's all that matters is the perception of others. Whereas the prey, and that's spelled P-R-E-Y, the prey is usually that really sweet, nice, gentle person who will avoid direct conflict. And they tend to show too much respect for the other, not enough for themselves. Now, the reason why this is important is because it can trigger a predator response reaction from others. That's why it's really critical not to be too nice. So I want to share with you the challenges that we submitted. The one was saying, I don't know without losing credibility. Second one, recovering from getting yelled at, screamed at. And then the third one, not come across aggressive when you're being direct. So it's that final one that got the most votes. So we may be doing most of our focus on that. At the same time, I have a number of people who submitted their own communication challenges. So thank you everyone for doing that. And I will check in to see who would like to begin. So here's my question. 
before we address any of the submitted communication challenges, is there someone who's feeling brave and courageous, ready to share your issue and put it up for discussion and or coaching? So let me open it up to everyone. You can send me a chat or you can just unmute yourself and begin speaking. Hi, Amy. I was hesitant, but uh, this is Vilia. Vilia. I'd like to be uh, coached directly by you, if, if I may. Please do. Now, what I'd like you to do, Vilia, is, th- first of all, thank you for being brave and for volunteering. Vilia, why don't you go ahead and share with us in four sentences or less the issue that you want to get coached on. Well, in fact, this issue of being direct and not showing off as aggressive Yes. It's something which I really would like to, to get some advice on. Okay. So why don't you say more about, give us a scenario, a situation where it's most challenging or concerning for you. And again, I want you to, we're already going to have you practice going slow because that's going to probably serve you. So go ahead and explain to us in four sentences or less a specific situation. For instance, oh, it's a rather typical situation, I would say. We're having a meeting with the colleagues from various divisions, from various departments in the company. Yeah. We're discussing something. And when I see that a proposal or an idea which is being discussed is, could really be improved and could be articulated better or could be grounded better, yeah. I usually... Um, I'm very keen to to stand up and say, look, why don't we try to do this and that in a different way? Great. And I don't know why. The usual feedback which I have, either at the same point or actually much later from my colleagues that were participant in this meeting or heard about this meeting, the usual feedback is that I was being too too direct, too aggressive. Too pushy. Too pushy. (laughs) Okay, good. Thanks for the word. Okay, good. So, um, and I want to make sure that I'm pronouncing your name correctly. Are you spelling it V-I-L-M-A? I'm spelling it V-I-L-I-J-A, Vilia. Okay, Vilia. Okay, so it's different than, that's Vilma. Okay, Vilia. Okay, so Vilia, here's some thoughts I'm sensing may already be a challenge for you. (laughs) When you were telling the story, you said, you were recounting it, and you said, and what I say is, look, I... (laughs) So I, right? It, and the, it's fascinating. I've never realized this before. I believe when we add the word look okay. just before what we want to say, it's kind of suggesting, look, you idiots, would you, you know, that, that's what might be being heard by them. Um, I'm definitely not trying to mean this. No, exactly. <laughs> it may so, sound like. Yes. So other than saying, look at these beautiful flowers, <laughs> I'm going to recommend that you drop the word look. It, okay. When you go to say something, that's the first thing. The second thing is, and before I continue, Vidya, what I'm sensing is your intention is to give value and to be efficient. And you probably have brilliant ideas and you want to jump in, offer your recommendation, which is probably a sound idea, if not maybe a better idea. And just get on with things. Is that accurate? Yeah, that's accurate. Indeed. Yeah, yeah. So your intention is not to come across as aggressive or arrogant or superior, right? No, no. So I think that's really important to appreciate that and acknowledge it. It's not your intention, though it's possible that whatever through the packaging or maybe past relationships or other people's baggage, it's occurring. 
So there's some things you can control, some things you can't. Though I believe even the things you can't control, it may help you. So here are some mindset suggestions for you. First thing is, you remember the mindset technique, make up another story. So you might want to make up some stories about these individuals who label you as aggressive, that they may they're intimidated by you. Maybe they're jealous of you. Maybe they want to impress you. Now, we don't know if any of that's true. And in a way, it doesn't quite matter. Except if you hold those as possibilities, my guess is that will help you to be a little more empathic towards them and not take it as personally when they're annoyed or frustrated with your behaviors or your suggestions. Does that make sense? It does. Good. So that's sort of like um, pre-work for you to do in your mindset. That's We're just getting started there. That's the first piece. Now, the second piece, you want to also be asking yourself, what kind of relationship do I have with these people? Are there any relationships that are perhaps negative in some way, or there is some friction or old conflict that hasn't been resolved? Without going into any detail, do you suspect that that could be the case with any of those people? Yes, it could. Okay, great. Great in the sense that you're aware of that because that's a separate thing that you may then decide to work on repair. If we have time later on the call, we may weave that in and address that. And though I suspect that's definitely playing a role because you know how when we dislike people, we look for excuses to dislike them. Yes. Like, you know, I can, you know, I can see me being, you know, so there's, there's somebody I don't like. I'm like, Oh, she's so perfect. Oh, she'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll complain about, I'll find an excuse to complain about something. <laughs> Some of your longer term investment work is to repair those relationships. And we can talk about that. Okay. Now the third, so part of it is mindset, part of it is relationship rep- repairing. And then the third piece is in the moment packaging. And what I said at the very beginning, even before you got started was to say something four times slower. It's harder for people to get reactive or defensive when things are going slow. The second thing is way before you share your brilliant idea, I'd encourage you to acknowledge their idea. And the way you do that is simply by summarizing. So Peter, if I understand correctly, your recommendation is that we uh, cancel the entire project and all go on vacation to get whatever. My point is, is even if it's a crazy idea that you think is ridiculous, waste of time, money, you just want to take a moment to acknowledge it. A part of an element of active listening, there's three benefits. One, By you summarizing what you heard them say, if you misheard, they will correct you or they'll have the opportunity to. Mm -hmm. If they misspoke, they can correct themselves. And then the third really huge benefit, and this is where it's it's probably especially going to pay off for you, is if just by them hearing their words fed back to them, even if it's a crazy idea, there's a sense of reassurance and acknowledgement, and that is translated into a form of respect. And my sense is that you probably carry high respect for yourself. So when you're generous and you show respect for others, they just love it. So by you, whatever their idea is, you say, so Peter, if I understand correctly, you're recommending blah, 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 blah. Okay. All right. That's, so that's your first step. And, and actually, no, that's your second step. The first step is when Peter's speaking, you want to give eye contact, warm smile and acknowledging as if you're listening to an interesting story. Right. All right. So first is the 
nonverbal acknowledging. Then the second is the summarizing. And then the third step, now this is the part where we assume that whatever you think their recommendation is, you don't, you don't agree with it or you think you have a better idea. Here's what you don't want to do. You do not want to use the word B-U-T. <laughs> but that, my friend, right? We all know, we know and yet we still do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to get rid of the word, very frankly. I know that I don't uh, always succeed, or rather, rarely succeed. And I still remember this every day. <laughs> Great. Okay. So, in a moment, I'll tell you a little bit later. If I don't tell you, remind me to ask Amy, how do I actively remove but from my vocabulary? At a, and I'm saying 100%. And thanks, Ron. <laughs> so, Ron's point yes, just a quick repeat of their ideas. Then you start with end. And the end is end, you know, so Peter, I hear blah, 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 blah. Uh-huh. Pause, nice and slow. And I have another suggestion. When the end is a sense of building on their ideas, not knocking it down. And even if your idea is contrary to theirs. And I have another idea. Now, here's another golden piece. Ask permission to give your suggestion. And I have another idea. Would you like to hear it? Or right. may, may I make that recommendation now. And it, it might feel too a bit formal, a bit ridiculous. People will be much more open to your suggestions if they have the sense of control of whether or not they receive it. And, and I have another idea. Would you like to hear it? Then you give your idea. Or uh, here's another one. And building on your idea, I have a suggestion. Would you like to hear it? Can you hear how gorgeous that could sound to someone? Yes. 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 You're very right. Yes. Oh, thank you. Those are my favorite words. Amy, you're so right. <laughs> well, I, I liked a lot what you said now. Thank you very much. Great. Okay, so let me just check in with myself to see if there's anything else. Okay, and then it's really kind of rinse and repeat because they might resist. Well, really, that's not possible. Oh, okay, so, and your concern, Peter, is that it wouldn't be possible because of blah, blah, blah. I see. Mm hmm well, I'm wondering if there's another way. So your job is just to be relaxed and, and it's going to be hard for someone like you, my guess is because you are no nonsense to the point. Let's move on to the next thing. And, yes, you know, there's introverts and extroverts and introverts. Thank God for introverts. I am not one of them. And their brains work differently than an extroverts. And they, they may have much more thought and analysis and, and they, perhaps my understanding is they need more time. Any introverts on the call, feel free to speak up and, and tell me if this is accurate. They're going to offer brilliant, they're going to participate and, and offer their ideas. And it's, it's like much more concentrated because they speak a lot less than we do. Though when they speak, it offers great value. And so they often need more time to process. So by you slowing down, by you repeating, by you leaving space, they're also giving that introvert time to participate. And it's also for any, whether the person's introvert or extrovert, it's also projecting tremendous respect. And that also makes them more willing to interact with you positively. So let me pause there Vivian, and see how all that is sinking in for you. If you want to summarize or if you have any questions about it. Um, I'd rather like to summarize, if I may, just Good. to... Which I go through each of those points, which I marked on a sheet of paper for me while you were talking. It's a number of bullet points, in fact. Yes. First of all, I started with what you started, like get to avoid the word look or anything <laughs> starts the conversation or feedback with, uh, with this pushy way. 
Perceived pushy way. Yeah, perceived pushy way, yes. Then this part about the kind of relationship that I might have previously with the people is something which requires a slightly longer investment to repair of it and to make up another stories before I go to this conversation from auto meeting probably. That's something that I have, I feel I have to work with myself trying to develop a better relationship with some of those people that I deal. And just make a note to check back with me before the end of the call to see if I have some time to address that because I have a very concrete way to help you repair those relationships and that may be valuable for other people on the call as well. All right, I'm making this part now. Good. Then I should say things four times slower. Good. I remember that was also the remark that you gave me during the training. <laughs> I keep reminding myself about it and I know that it's not that easy for me. Uh, yeah, I have to, to, to say everything much slower. Then I have to acknowledge their idea before offering mine. Good. And to ask permission to offer my recommendation or ideas because Good. that way I would make sure that those people feel more in control. Good. And um, I put uh, one of the final mark, in fact, now, and I'm not sure if I understood it right, so please correct me if you feel that this is not quite right. I should keep repeating their words before I offer mine. Yeah, if you're sensing resistance, just keep doing that rinse and repeat, meaning they speak, you summarize, yes. check for understanding. Yes. If, they're, if they keep interrupting you, let them interrupt you. That's another. Okay. Uh, well, if they keep interrupting me and I, every time I stop and uh, listen until they finish their talk, is there any? <laughs> um, um, ideally, there, there is another technique about how to interrupt effectively. It's not something that we're going to cover today. And it's a video that I'm working on. I'll probably do that in the fall. If they keep interrupting you, it's best to give them the time to finish. Good. Now, the last thing, did you also capture the part where you want to remove the word but from your vocabulary? I didn't put it down again because I have it uh, pasted on my door. So <laughs> I every morning when I leave my apartment. Okay, good, good, good. All right. I want to, Ron, I want to check in with you for a second. Were you helping coach me on my ums? Was that that? Was that what that was for? Indeed. Thank you, Ron. <laughs> I've turned you into a great coach. Amy, hi, this is Dave. Oh, Dave. Hi, Dave. Uh, Amy, I had a couple of thoughts on the discussion that we had. Is this a good time to continue the discussion? Thank you. That was brilliant. Very good for a way to check in with me. Give me two more minutes to complete with Vilma, then I want to turn it over to you today, okay? Okay. Thank okay. you. Okay. So I want to suggest, you said, slowing down, getting rid of butt. This is for everybody. You may remember the way you want to move it to mastery is three to five minutes a day in a low stress situation. That's your practice, your concentrated practice time, which means during a conversation with a friend over a coffee, you say, okay, this is the time I'm going to practice speaking slower. And then you sentence, pause, sentence, pause, sentence, pause. Or if you feel more comfortable, do it with a stranger. Because sometimes we feel self-conscious. We think the other person's going to notice. They don't always notice as much as it feels weird to us. Same thing with getting rid of butt. Jennifer was so funny. I had a great time, but I was so tired. And I was so tired the next day. Or at the same time, I was so tired the next day. So you repeat yourself replacing the butt with another 
more effective alternative. So that's how you can eventually move these things to mastery so you won't have to be looking at your sticky note every morning leaving your house. <laughs> okay, Delia, thank you so much for that rich discussion. And yeah, check in with me later if we have time to talk about that last point about transforming an enemy into a friend. Okay, Dev, let me hear from you. What, what are your thoughts? Right. So I think, uh, firstly, thanks to Vilia and you. I think we had a fantastic discussion. Uh, a couple of points that I thought uh, could uh, contribute to the discussion. And I think you touched upon it very briefly. We talked about intent. Yes. And to me, I think that's, that's, a, that's a very important aspect of, of a discussion. And mm-hmm. how you articulate your intent is going to determine a lot about how you're, how you're perceived. Yes. Do you have an example that you would like to give us? Like in the situation with Vilia, how would you imagine if you were in that situation, you would want to explain yeah. your intent? Sure. And, and I'll be brief. So, so it happens pretty frequently. So one example is uh, we have a case where we have certain kind of overspends in our reporting. Sometimes the reporting is not even good. And we know where the problem lies. So I set up a meeting uh, to discuss with, uh, with, the, with the folks who, who are responsible for this. Yeah. And then, you know, you, you have two options, truly. One is you can get irritated, angry, and you get into the, like, all of these problems are owing to you guys. If you spell out your intent in that fashion, you still want to solve the problem. That's why you want to have the meeting. I can tell you that we will not make significant progress. Okay, Dev, Uh, mm -hmm. it's not crystal clear for me yet. So let's pretend we're in that meeting and let's hear how you would word or phrase your intent. Yes. And so exactly, Amy. So typically the reaction would be that you go in a bit aggressive because you're trying to, you know, this, this is a problem child. However, spelling out the intent, clearly saying, okay, folks, why are we having this meeting? We are having this meeting because we realize that there are challenges and we want to work with you. We want your help. Nice. Resolve this issue. And especially if you want to resolve something and asking people for help puts things into a totally different dimension. Everybody wants to help. Exactly. And what you're implying when you're asking for someone else's help is that they have value. And when people feel they have value, it's a form of respect. I use the expression, you're not going to get kicked off the island today (laughs) because you offer value. Meaning when we feel disrespected, we fear that we don't have value and therefore can be removed from our job, our role, our community, whatever it might be. So that's a brilliant generic way to reinforce a sense of value is I'm asking for your help or your advice or however you say it. Right. So I would, I would word it simply like, so today, today's discussion is about we want your help. We appreciate that there are challenges. You know, let's work collectively together to, you know, to discuss these issues. And sometimes I cannot be very explicit and say, uh, this is not about finger pointing, you know, things like that. So people understand early on. And sometimes you can also clarify, you know, if you find some of this conversation direct, please appreciate the idea is to address the issue. So, so it's, and I think you can articulate it in so many words. Yes. There is nothing like over communication. So that, that's fine. At least people understand where you're coming from. Yeah. Thank you for that, Deb. Brilliant. Anything else you want to add? Yes. And I think the second thing, and again, I think you touched upon it briefly, this whole relationship, but I think there's another aspect to handling that. So it's very important for key stakeholders that you work with regularly. Do they truly know you? Do they truly know what are you trying to achieve? 
And if you're running into a, a challenge often, it's probably time to take, you know, and you can do it informally, you know, but yeah. start explaining people, what are you trying to achieve? Are you, are you rowing in the same boat as them? What is your style? Uh, so I think, I think that's very important. And once people start appreciating some of that, then the discussion in the, in the room, you know, when some of these come, they, they appreciate because you have, you have told them, hey, this is what I am like. This is, what, this is my style. This is what I'm trying to achieve. And I think that's, that's another uh, important aspect about managing some of these discussions. So those mm-hmm. are two of my thoughts. Great. Thanks for that, Dev. Appreciate that. Okay, so now I want to open it up to the group again to see who's having a burning desire to bring up an issue for discussion and or coaching. Hello, Amy. This is Anne-Sophie. Hello, Anne-Sophie. Yes, perfectly. <laughs> Perfect. So I have a question or a case uh, which I would like to, uh, to discuss or get your, your insight. Um, it's regarding the first point, say, I don't know without losing credibility. Okay. So basically, um, the situation is the following. So I'm quite new in my position. And so I always face or often face the situation that I don't have all the elements in a meeting, for example. Yeah. So uh, still, I want to, to get the impression that, you know, I'm, I'm familiar with the, already with everything. But um, often it's not the case. So how can I still transmit the idea that I'm like uh, uh, competent and mm-hmm. I know what I'm talking about? But on yeah. the other hand, I don't have all elements. That's right. So, and Sophie, mm-hmm. if I understand correctly, you want to know how to project confidence and competence, even though you feel new to the business and you don't feel like you have all the knowledge and experience. Is that accurate? Yeah. And that I transmit mm-hmm. still this, uh, this credibility, credibility towards the, uh, mm-hmm. the others, and to be able members. to communicate, uh, transmit the credibility to the team. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me think about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually don't have an answer for you right now. And Sophie, so mm-hmm. let me think about that and I'll come back to you. Okay. Ta-da. <laughs> <laughs> so Anne-Sophie, my friend, that was how you do it. <laughs> okay, so let's rewind it. So th- let me break it down for you and then I'm going to have you practice it. So mm-hmm. what I was doing while you were speaking, I was quiet for some of it, some of the time. And then for some of the time, I was doing active listening. So when you go back, you may want to listen to the recording again. So I was doing, mm-hmm, yep, I see. And then after you're finished, I paused. And then I did that summary thing that we were working with Vidya. The, so and Sophie, I used your name, sign of respect and confidence. If I understand correctly, paused. You are wondering if blah, 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 blah. So whatever the person says, you feed it back to them. It doesn't have to be verbatim. And again, you don't even have to get it right. They'll correct you if you get it wrong. In fact, that's what happened. I said something and you wanted to add more to it. I let you add more. And then I summarized that little part. Okay. And then I paused again. And then I said something like, you know, I think I said, actually, I don't have an answer for you. Pause. Let me think about that. So there was no, so my speech was slow. I paused with a downward inflection. I did it in two sentences, so short and sweet. When we're nervous, when we're stressed, when we're feeling like imposters or anxious, many of us speak too fast 
with ums and uhs, upward inflection. So um, actually, um, Anne Sophie, I, um, um, I'm not really sure. Um, I could, uh, let me think about, uh, <laughs> um, well, what I think I know, and then you, we use words like I think and maybe perhaps we, so there's many things that we do that weaken our message and sabotage our credibility. Mm-hmm. So the, whenever we're moving into a new role, the, the first thing for my recommendation, Anne Sophie, and you may already be there with this, let me repeat it anyway for everyone, is that when we're in new situations, we, many of us will feel like imposters. I remember a few years ago, it was the first time I emceed an event. I think there were 100, 150 people in the room and I had never done it before and I had to fake it and I felt like a fraud. Now I had done my homework. I had practiced. I'd gotten coached. I was, I was mentally prepared, though it still felt scary and I did great and it, I did not enjoy it as much as I do now today when I do it. <laughs> because I had to go through the fire. There was, there's this um, great quote I heard a few weeks ago. You don't gain courage by doing a scary thing and being successful. You gain courage by doing the scary thing and surviving. <laughs> so the great news is you don't even have to be successful. <laughs> of course, we all prefer that. So I encourage you, if you're not already there, to be gentle with yourself, to really empathize and and appreciate that when we're new to a role, we don't have that confidence yet. And the confidence comes over time. And in the meantime, unfortunately, one approach is to fake it. Slow, calm, short sentences, downward inflection, no filler sounds, no repeating. All right. So, Anne Sophie, are you ready to practice? Uh, Yes. Okay, did you hear that right there? Uh, yes. <laughs> so yes. M- my friend Ron, who's on the call, he can coach you on your ums and uhs. <laughs> so, and if you don't have a friend like Ron, you're going to want to find someone who can coach you to remove these because that, can you hear how that sabotages your credibility? Okay. Right? Okay. So now I'm going to ask you again, and you're going to pause and say, yes. And Sophie, are you ready to practice? Yes, Amy, I, I, I am. Good, and there was a tiny hesitation when I think you said Amy, and I just said I think. All right, so do it again, even more firm, not fast. Go, keep it slow and calm like you're doing. And Sophie, are you ready to practice? Yes, Amy, I am. Beautiful. Okay, very nice. I can tell people on the call are nodding their heads going, oh yeah, that was good. <laughs> okay, so now, and Sophie, what would be something that would be a stretch for you that would feel uncomfortable where you need to appear credible and professional when you're not feeling it internally. Can you repeat your question? please? Good. Now say that again without the hesitation, Amy. And now I want you to tell me, <laughs> thank Manu, thanks Manu. <laughs> Got a little support from Manu there and Sophie. And I think he's talking about the brutal coaching. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, and Sophie, I want you to say that again as a statement, not ask me a question. Amy, say that again for me. Amy, say that again for me. Very nice. Do you see how assertive you sound? Can you feel that difference? Yes. Good. So you're being bold and being brave. So even instead of asking a question, you can make a, st- you can, no, you are asking a question, except when you do a downward inflection at the end, which you just did, you're making it sound, it's a clearly, it's a question because you're saying, Amy, can you? So I know it's a question, except when you do that downward inflection, 
you're projecting greater competence and credibility. Mm-hmm. Okay, so give me an example of what would be uncomfortable for you to say. Like imagine you're on a conference call and you've got to do a short presentation on an issue, for example, that you're not mm-hmm. really feeling confident about. Okay. Do you have any, something that you have in mind? Not for the moment. No, I don't. Okay. So I want you to reach back into your recent recollection Mm -hmm. from the last couple of weeks at work. Where was the situation that you were feeling either challenged or or not comfortable, confident, or credible? Um, For example, when I have to, uh, when I have to, to defend myself because we have problems with the quality of certain products. Pause. Okay, pause. And pause. Pause. We're already going to do something. We've got to work on your inflection. But this is what I heard. When I have to defend myself with the quality of the products. So your voice mm-hmm. went up on defend myself and products. Okay. So say that again and make it two separate sentences and say, when I have to defend myself on the quality of the products. Mm-hmm. When I have to defend myself Almost. on the product. Almost. Okay. It was, that was better. You're putting a comma after myself. Put a period. When I have to defend myself. When I have to defend myself. Nope. So you're, I know you can't hear it yet. It'll be very useful when you go back and re-listen to the webinar because you'll hear it then. So pretend that's the last thing you're going to tell us. When I have to defend myself. When I have to defend myself. Beautiful. Next sentence. <laughs> I know this is a brain <laughs> on the quality of the products on the quality of the products. Nope. So that's going pro- That's okay. This is, this is not easy. The fact that you could even do it that second time immediately. I was impressed on the quality of the products on the quality of the product. No, no. You heard that. Good. Yes. I did. So, on the product on the quality of the product. Nope. Uh-huh. Slow down. And just before you say product, pause. On the quality of the product. On the quality of the product. Nope. So can you tell in your head that yes. you're wanting to rush to the next point? Yes. Good. On the quality now. of the product. Nope. Now when you say it in your head, I want you to say, and that's my last thought. Just think this is my last thought. And then slow down. Slow, slow. Pause for a second. Begin when you're ready. On the quality of the product. Good. Okay. So you see how much work that takes to really yeah. be able to nail that. And my sense, and sophie is that this is true for many nice people and many women. Mm-hmm. We get socialized to do that upward inflection. Okay. And sophie where did you grow up? Are you German? Yes, I am German. Okay. So this is less common in the German culture, though I think it's more the socialized to be a nice person. You are <laughs> unconsciously knowing I'm, I want the person I'm speaking to, to know that they're safe with me. And they already know that you might be overdoing it. So what, and this, sorry, I need to interrupt you. Is this then actually also related to my point that maybe because I, I always finish my sentence, like with the voice going up, that also I'm automatically losing some credibility. Ding, 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 ding. 10 points. You got it. Okay. Because earlier, and when you re-listen to my message, when I said, I even said, I don't know the answer to your question Mm -hmm. when I would, right? And yet you were like, oh, okay. (laughs) So I didn't even have information and I didn't, I probably didn't lose credibility from your perception. Mm -hmm. 
So in review, you're going to go slow, pause, downward inflection. And you need to hear yourself doing it because my guess is that you're going to feel like you're being too aggressive or rude or disrespectful when in fact you're sounding assertive and professional, credible and professional. Mm -hmm. So that's yes. my recommendation for you and Sophie. Do you have any other Thank things? You. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much, Amy. Pleasure. All right. So this seems to be working quite well for people. So I want to just continue to allow people to jump in as you like. Who has a issue that you would like to bring up for discussion and or coaching? It's Natalia, if you hear me. Yes, Natalia, you can speak louder if you would. Okay, I'll try to speak louder. Uh, I've been at your coaching. I yes. really loved it and it helped me a lot. Super. And Natalia, where did we meet exactly? So I remember the but. I remember some other things. Excuse me? My question is, where did I get to meet you? Uh, Vilnius. It was Vilnius. Okay, good. Because your last name was not looking Lithuanian to me. <laughs> yes, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't Lithuanian. I agree. <laughs> okay, good. So I, I'm the business kind of person. And uh, I found your coaching and your seminar very, very helpful. Great. Getting and me into the partner's mood. Good. I was trying to do this earlier before I met you, but after that and after I met you, it really worked very well. Mm -hmm. What I found out interesting is that uh, when you work in the business environment, basically you can choose the partner that you work with. And even if you are an employee, you can choose the partner that you work with in your environment. Yes. Uh, what I found uh, different is that we deal very much much with the state authorities. Hold on and a second, Natalia. Here, it is very hard. Natalia, let yes. me check. And you, we, ju you just faded out. Uh, you were saying that you can, in certain areas, you can pick your partner, and then, and then you said something else. Let's repeat the last thing. In certain areas, for example, when you work with the state authorities, right, it is very hard to get into the partner situation because in some countries, I've been living in several countries. And in some countries, in the suburbs of Europe, as I call it, the law is basically created to make you, as the person who comes to the state authorities, inferior to the yes. person who is sitting across the table from you. Absolutely. And every time you go to authorities in the country where I'm located now, you feel completely humiliated, broken, oh. and uh, no respect whatsoever. My so my biggest challenge is how to recover from this. How to recover from basis. dealing with state Even officials. Talk, yes. Uh, I don't want to, what people say, you have to uh, meditate, meditate every day. Right. I don't want to go punch a bag or something. <laughs> right. I don't want to cry every night. Right. I don't want to express my anger on my closest family. Yes, yes. So I need to cope with this on a daily basis, somehow, effectively, yeah. not to damage my health and to still love exactly. people around me. Oh. still be able to get into the mood of partnership. Right. Wow, Natalia. I've been living in UK for half a year. I've been living in UK for half a year. And uh -huh. the relationship between people there and the relationship with the state authorities is absolutely different. So coming back to where I'm calling from now was a, the biggest shock during the last half a year. It was I much, it just it's me, much more, but it's also for my children. Right. 
So if I'm understanding you correctly, how do you, the, how do you recover from such daily stuff? <laughs> okay. So Natalia, well, I want to first thank you for bringing up such a deeply personal challenge that is so so important for our humanity and our our survival and and growth on this planet because this is an issue that is happening more and more. It seems that we're seeing this, the, the mistreatment of each other. We're starting to run tight on time. So I, I want to acknowledge that my answer to you is going to be very brief and may not do it justice. So I am more than happy to have another conversation with you another time. What I want to say is that what I do know from this model of predator-prey partner is that it's shocking how well it can work, even in the circumstances you've described. Now, I believe there's a very small percentage of the population that we're not able to impact. We're not able to, even with all the best intentions and best behaviors and attitude and mindset, we still won't be able to invite them into the partner frame. And it may be that you're dealing with some of those people. So it's a possibility that none of this can work. I also know that that percentage is very small that even in many challenging situations I've been in and other people that I've talked to have been in, when they use these attitude and mindset, magic can happen. So one, keep in mind that the sense of inferiority, it's set up against you, that it's even more critical that you're conscious and aware of that so you don't feed into it or fall into it. And that's very hard to do. The second thing is that The good news is you're dealing with another human being, even though they may be in this position of higher power and higher authority. If they don't have the intention to be cruel to you, if they are just happening to be another human being, there is a chance that the approach can work. And the approach, in my opinion, and this is being very generic without getting a lot of the specifics or details, is that you're holding lots of respect for yourself. What tends to happen is when we're in an inferior position or we're vulnerable, we tend to show too much respect for the other. And it's that that can trigger a predator reaction. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Okay. So, and now let me break it down to more specifics. I'm going to link it in a little bit to the conversation with video about treating somebody who you have a negative relationship with, how to transform that relationship. And when you hear my recommendations, take it with a grain of salt. You might be thinking, oops, that's a little too American. Though I can assure you this has worked, given it to people in all different cultural environments. And the generic philosophy is treat that person as if they're already a friend. So when you're making a first impression with a state authority, you have a clean slate. For Avilia's situation where she has to repair the relationship, it's going to take her more time to do this. What I mean by treating somebody as a friend is you go in as you're meeting them, you hold eye contact, you have a warm smile. The eye contact is showing respect to them and confidence and respect in yourself. The warm smile is letting them know you care about them as a human being. A warm, solid, strong handshake that you don't, don't necessarily wait for them to invite you to shake hands. Proactively shake their hand, greet them, ask if you're pronouncing their name correctly. Thank them for their time. And then like we're coaching Anne-Sophie, you're going to be talking in short sentences with pauses and downward inflections. You're going to make sure, like with Vidya, you're going to avoid the word, but you're going to be slow. You're going to allow yourself to be interrupted. So that's a whole blend of behaviors that's holding high respect for you and high respect for them. So that, my friend, is my very, very brief response. And let me just give you a... Yes. And then I'm going to have to wrap up, um, Natalia. So please tell us your, your thoughts on that. 
Yes, I agree with you completely, Amy, and we try to do this. In fact, we're not trying to do this. You come into the office, into the room, you shake the hand, you smile, you look in the eye. I mean, eventually, during the conversation, you say some compliments. If it is a lady, for example, sitting in front of you, and there are lots of beautiful orchids blossoming. Natalia, Natalia, Natalia. Natalia. Natalia, you get out of the room. Natalia, somebody on the side. Pause. And by the Pause. by the way, they want ten thousand dollars. <laughs> Natalia, <laughs> did you? Okay, I have to just check. Did you hear my voice when I was saying your name? I did. Okay, and you continued to talk, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, I hear that guilty laugh. So, my friend, you're going to want to practice my letting yourself husband, be interrupted. Okay, so I'm going to pause you now because I, I absolutely were discussing. Oh, what did you? Breathe, breathe, pause, pause. <laughs> okay, so Natalia, I want to definitely have another conversation with you, so you and I can talk about this calmly and slowly. Okay. <laughs> and so just breathe for now. Uh, Nicola, would you follow up with Natalia so we can find a time when I'm back in Switzerland in August so she and I can have a, a conversation? Absolutely. And thanks. So Natalia, thank you again. I apologize for this being so thank brief you. and for interrupting you like that, though that's an important point for you to just practice letting yourself be interrupted. Okay, everyone, here's a wrap up. Here's my last notes for you. We have a next webinar, October 3rd, same time. We have, uh, I have resources for you. You can go onto my website and check out my newsletters, which will give you lots of rich information about removing bud and other important skills that help us to stay more partner and get back into partner. You can also check out my Partner in Action podcast series, which I launched a few months ago. You can find that on my website, or you can go to iTunes and search Carol Communication Coaching. And I interviewed my mom, and she's going to be 90 next month, so you definitely have to hear that interview. All right, folks, I'd like to say thank you so much for your participation, and go out there, be the best partner you can be. There we go. My favorite reggae song of the moment, Trevor Flowers. All right, thanks, everyone. And until next time, happy partnering. Thank you, Amy. Pleasure. Thanks, Thanks Amy. You bet. Thank you, Amy. Enjoy your holiday. Oh, thank you. I will. Cheers, everyone. Thank you, Amy. Thank, Thank you, everybody. Pleasure. Thank you, Amy. You bet.